Welcome to TVN's Praise Podcast, hosted by Matt and Lori Crouch, where you'll hear interviews with some of your favorite Bible teachers, pastors, authors, and Christian leaders. On today's show, Matt and Lori Crouch host author, speaker, and Bible teacher Max Lucado and his wife, Dina Lynn. They discuss how you can trust in God's miraculous power and presence, even in your darkest storm. We have the Lakados. Yes. There's a plural Both on the end them. of that. We have two Lakados. <laughs> I love it. So, yes. Max um, and Dinalyn, <laughs> first of all, what we want to do is just point out this brand new uh, book. We're going to kind of start unpacking this. And You Are Never Alone probably has more contextual relevance to the times we're living in. Mm-hmm. In our lifetimes, mm-hmm. we've never mm-hmm. seen anything like what we're living through. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have this RNA virus that has changed the globe. And it's never happened in any of our lifetimes. We hear about the 1918 outbreak and all that. But I think that if there is uh, something we need to do, we need to just kind of chat about this as a a family here. And and first of all, let me just say... um, how you keep doing this is just a shock, but the timeliness <laughs> of what mm-hmm. you're writing, mm-hmm. how it hits at the right time for the right reason, right season, the whole thing. Um, thank you for what you do. 140 million books uh, in print, Max Licato, and I understand that Dinlin writes most of your she stuff. Does. <laughs> she does. She does. Yeah. You put your name All on his it. Material. <laughs> Where do you want to start? This is a, a unique season. People yeah. need help. People well, need I love. Well, I think Dinlin and I were talking a while ago. This 2020, sometimes it feels like maybe we might be going through it alone, and our homes are the only ones that has all the kids in it and all the family and. And going through this year has been kind of unbelievable for everybody. Mm -hmm. But it's happened kind of to all of us, hasn't it? (laughs) And it's happened in your household. It has. So I know y'all have been stuck at home Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And probably a lot of the kids and grandkids. And Mm -hmm. so that time has been amazing. But how have you guys handled this year differently than Mm. any other year? Go ahead. (laughs) Well, it's been much quieter. Yeah. And he's not on the road as much. Um, he's at home, but he's still ministering. We're still ministering. And, you know, I think sometimes I dog social media and all the things that happen on that. But I think with uh, social media, with our phones, with what you guys do at TBN, that we're able to at least encourage one another. And I know when it first started for me, I was just like, wow, God, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's going on? Like, I wanted to be right beside him mm-hmm. to know what was going on. Like, what are you thinking, God? And mm-hmm. what are you, where are you moving? Mm-hmm. And I want to think what you're thinking. How can I do that? So I was so curious, and I still am very curious about things that are going on in the world. And it's not all peace and quiet outside of, you know, our homes, but I feel like God is really moving and doing things in me personally, in our home, with our children, but just all over the place. So I find myself wanting to go, 
I want to see what all's going on. Yeah. And we can't see everything, but, but I trust that a lot is happening mm -hmm. in the spirit world, yeah. affecting well, here. It's certainly a wake-up call, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, the whole world has been reminded how fragile we are. Mm -hmm. That we can be brought down as a planet by this microscopic virus. Mm -hmm. Most of us mm -hmm. didn't even know about just 12 months ago. Mm -hmm. And now nobody can talk about anything except that. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. taking its toll on us. Mm -hmm. uh, this idea of isolation and loneliness that was already present. We, we entitled this book. I wrote this book pre-COVID. Uh, I went back and got to write the final draft during lockdown. But, but this idea of isolation and loneliness is a, is a real issue. It's a hard issue for people. We just don't feel connected to one another. One of the most interesting little tidbits that I found is research from Parkland Hospital in Dallas. They were trying to unclog their ER system. This is, again, pre-pandemic. They just had so many people coming through their ERs, they couldn't keep up with them. They thought, what in the world's going on? Mm -hmm. So they uh, evaluated, made a list of what we might call repeat offenders, people mm -hmm. who would come back every two weeks, every three weeks, every month. And they uh, came up with the list of about 100 people mm -hmm. and interviewed them and found out these people aren't sick. They're lonely. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. They're lonely. Mm -hmm. And the place they can go and be sure that somebody's going to ask them, how are you doing, is an emergency room. Wow. And so that's just an indication. Mm. Uh, and then the pandemic, you know, calls to uh, emotional help hotlines are up 861%. Mm. 861%. Uh, depression rates are higher than ever. Suicide mm. rates, the highest that has been since 1999. It seems like 2020 was a set time for things to go off the wall. And that was just mm. the trigger that did it, mm. right? Mm. So I love sure what you said, it. because when it all started, it's like, okay, God, what are you saying? Mm -hmm. What are you saying to the church? Mm -hmm. What are you saying to our, and it was such a personal, yeah. it, it, introspective look at mm -hmm. what's going on inside of me, mm -hmm. our home, our family, our communities, and then, mm -hmm. then it's abroad. a very mature way to start asking because some people were just mad, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. some people, when you take away any kind of sense of liberty, all of a sudden, mm -hmm. you know, every, you know, you just see <laughs> anger, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the, the question I suppose that we're dealing with, Max, you, you know, we take a million, over a million calls a year. And we found that when we did some research in that there were 700 different phone numbers that were taking up 30% of the call volume time of a million and a half calls. On the prayer line. Yeah. And so we, we can verify these types yeah. of things yeah. that there are some people that call a number on a screen because they're lonely, they want to talk to somebody. Yeah. And that's such a juxtaposition to the fact that basically everybody has a cell phone or most right. everybody does and and they are interconnected like never before through all sorts of stuff but we're lonely there yeah. is a loneliness yeah, in this season <laughs> yeah. um, okay so you started writing you are never alone before mm -hmm. covid you got to modify it during lockdown so this is right now information we're still in this unique season so 
step through some of this and what mm -hmm. do we need to, how, how, how do we help folks by, that are watching right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. If a person was able to go to a bookstore, look online for cures for loneliness, they'd find a lot of books, a lot of articles. And it's all, um, it's all horizontal. You know, how to have a better conversation, mm -hmm. how to be a better listener, how to be more empathetic. And that's good stuff. That's great stuff. The Bible's approach to loneliness, <laughs> however, is different. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Secondly, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So don't think for a second you can cure loneliness if you don't have a healthy relationship with God. Right. That's mm -hmm. kind of what it comes down right. to. Mm -hmm. And if you think that curing loneliness is just more about more conversations or more people, mm -hmm. I mean, you mm -hmm. can go sit in the middle of a football stadium, it, not now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but used to, you know, and, and, and be surrounded by 70,000 people and be so lonely, your bones are going to melt. Right. The true treatment for loneliness begins with exploring the possibility of a God who knows you and loves you so deeply mm -hmm. that when you have a relationship with Him, every other relationship is better. Mm -hmm. And when you have a relationship with Him, if something happens and every other relationship is interrupted, you know, mm -hmm. if you're placed in the hospital or ER or senior citizen center, you'll be okay. Mm -hmm. You'll be okay because that relationship is enough. And so that's what I'm trying to advance through this, yeah. through this discussion. You really are never alone. And could it be that this calamity we're calling COVID is an opportunity for us to nurture that, that, that vertical relationship that will strengthen all the horizontal ones? Mm -hmm. Are you, let me make sure I understood what you just said. <laughs> are you saying that that COVID could possibly be a gift to someone to cure loneliness? I think so. And I, I think, I think yes. loneliness is a gift because it causes us to quit depending upon people mm -hmm. to do what people can't do. Mm -hmm. Wow. People mm -hmm. can't be the everything. You know, there, yeah. there is, mm -mm. I know I'm the best husband in the whole world, yes. but I can't be everything <laughs> Dino needs. No, he can't. You know, only God can. Right. And if you want to be a great husband, be a great son of God. If you want to be a great wife, have a great relationship with God. Yes. Let mm -hmm. God give you what mm -hmm. you need. Let God forgive your sins. Let God be your source of identity. Mm -hmm. Let God give you reason for getting out of bed in the morning mm -hmm. because no person can do those three. No mm -hmm. person can. Right. So if you're thinking that that person you walk down the aisle mm -hmm. to say yes to, say forever to, uh, if you're thinking they're going to do that, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then let's be <laughs> bold in our declaration of what today's broadcast is. So let's say we're declaring that this TV show is somewhat different than maybe some mm -hmm. of the other ones you might see anywhere else. And we're declaring that this unique lockdown, shutdown, pandemic, stay at home, shelter in place thing that's going on that there are a lot of people hate with a passion uh, could be a great opportunity for you to understand how you would cure it anyway. Mm. Um, because you're never going to fix it mm -hmm. by being the life of the party. Mm -hmm. You're never going to mm -hmm. fix it by having more social events. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are doing these parties thinking that 
we're just going to thumb our nose at you know society and authority mm -hmm. and whatever else. And God is saying, wait a second, get your priorities straight. Is that kind of where we're at? Well, the beauty of the Gospel of John, which is where I decided to unpack this, Got it. is the story of Jesus through a, a, a series of miracles convincing us that we're never alone. Yeah. John's Gospel is unique because John said, I have written these things so that you can believe in Jesus and in believing have life. Mm. So his goal is that Deanlin, Laurie, Matt, that all of us have life not just be able to breathe, but have joy and have meaning and significance. So we went into this book looking at these different miracles in the Gospel of John saying, now how does the story of water into wine, how does that lead life? How does the story of raising Lazarus from the dead promise life to me? And in each one of them, we see an instance of Jesus entering into a difficult circumstance uh, some of them as uh, relatively mundane as waterless, wineless wedding. Some of them as, as significant as a dead Lazarus. But all of them, Jesus just walks right into the middle of it. Mm. And he brings about solutions. So I think what Dean and I would like to convey in this book is that uh, God will still do that. He'll still do that. And maybe this crisis that we're in the middle of is your opportunity to test him and see what happens. Okay. She was going to say something. <laughs> Go, say it. It comes and it goes. <laughs> but no, we, we, I, think, I think God wants us to invite him to interrupt this crisis. Yeah. I think he wants his church to be turned upside down right now. Yeah. Mm. He's, he doesn't want status quo for the church. He doesn't want it to keep looking like it's always looked. He wants things to start moving and things to start happening that are different and that are all about Him mm -hmm. and what only He can do in us personally, but in the body of Christ, which is His bride, yeah. which He is purifying and preparing for His return. Mm -hmm. I mean, things are happening right now on this earth, in our nation, and in other nations that are pointing to His return. Yeah. So it can be exciting. He's not telling us to be afraid. He's saying, keep your eyes on me. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Don't be dismayed for I am your God. I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So he's, he's using all of this to equip all of us personally, but also his church, equipping us to go out to speak out, to declare who he is, what he can do in love. Yeah. In love. I don't, I'm not really all about defi defiance. Right. And I know. A little defiance. Well, <laughs> maybe for you, Matt, okay. just a little. But I just think humility, you know, it says humble yourself Absolutely. in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Yeah. So he's looking for humble hearts. Yeah. He's looking for men who will turn from their wicked ways because he wants to heal his land. Mm -hmm. He wants to heal our land. He wants to heal his people and he wants to work, but he will work through humility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He will work mighty things through humility. So I don't like seeing defiance next to the word church, but I think as a church, concerning the COVID and the mask and all the things we really hate that make us feel distant from those we love and um, even strangers in the grocery store. Yeah. 
But he talks to us in Romans 13 about respecting authority. And so there is, there is something about respecting authority, working with authority in humility that actually calls people to Jesus. Yeah. So in San Antonio, when we did a pray essay thing, you know, Max texted the mayor and he's like, hey, are you okay if we do this? We're thinking about calling cars to Freeman Coliseum parking lot and praying for San Antonio. And you know, he appreciated that. He says, yes, I'm all for unity. So that's yeah. my little two cents. Two, two things. <laughs> I love it. So first of all, you've widened the conversation to kind of now include how this season is not going to only affect a, a, a single individual and their relationship with a loving God, but now we're trying to wade into kind of the bigger kind of how it affects the church and mm -hmm. all that. So that's one thing. Second thing, you actually text your mayor. You I actually, did. You did. You text your mayor. Well, not every day. Well, he but, did. But you yeah. have his number. You text yeah. him. Yeah. Okay. I, I just wanted to clarify that. Um, so, um, but now I've got to ask this question. You brought it up, Dylan. So you started. It's your fault, honey. <laughs> I don't know what I said. So, oh, well, what I think you said is that you like to respect authority and that you were seeking permission of your governmental leaders in regard to the way the church was going to be operating in San Antonio. You didn't just do your thing in defiance of mm -hmm. codes or this or that or the other mm -hmm. thing. All right. But John MacArthur uh, was told by a judge, superior judge or a, a judge in California, you can't hold church. He held church anyway. So how do you weigh what's going on in the bigger piece of what this is, where some pastors, hmm. bless their hearts, are in complete defiance, yeah. being threatened a year in jail. Mm. And I think John MacArthur uh, said, bring it on. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to come <laughs> arrest me, have at it. You know, yeah. that doesn't sound like what you were saying. Thanks for bringing this up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I am so happy right now. Happy crowd. When Matt well, is, is, is blushing, it's my favorite thing in the world. Well, okay. So we were able to find middle ground okay. with the mayor. Okay. I, I can't speak for uh, John's situation there in California. Uh, I love John. I love John. Uh, uh, we found middle ground. We did outdoor services. Okay. And we just said, okay, is it, will, will that work? And they were very gracious. They were very gracious to us. That so. is the difference between Texas and California. Yeah, though. it could I be a different yeah. situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do believe people are hungry to gather. Yes. They're hungry to worship. Mm -hmm. And I do believe the church needs to come together. I mean, we were, we're right at the end. Yeah. I, I mm -hmm. think four to six weeks, the church is kind of okay. Yeah. We're at the end of what? Uh, what are we at the, the end Their of? ability to oh. not be together. I yeah. thought you were setting a date for the Lord's return <laughs> well, there for a second. That could, that could be true. Today. <laughs> that could be true. You know, let's say that Texas had said, no, we don't, we're not even going to let you get in your parking lots and have church. Mm -hmm. That would have got a lot of a lot of pushback, mm -hmm. a lot of pushback. Dylan, Again, we, would you we might have lasted four to six weeks, but you yeah. know, I just I think that <laughs> we get into trouble when we go into our corners and dig our heels in and say this is the way it should be, and then you go, no, this is the way it should be, and why can't we come to the table and talk and about find a solution? That is so, reason together. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think I, in context that's Christian. So we're talking governmental authority <laughs> and Christian. But so even, that was out of context scripture <laughs> reference. But even if you're feeling spicy, I, you are. <laughs> even if there's humility present and kindness present, are you listening? And goodness <laughs> present, <laughs> and God's love, and yes. His understanding. If that is all present, it softens the hearts of government, it softens the hearts of those who don't know the Lord and they're willing to listen. But when we just throw our videos out here and we speak Be out critical. here and we're critical and we don't honor people, I, who would not be willing to listen mm-hmm. if you honored them mm-hmm. and if you thanked them for what they did for your city? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, there are hard hearts that might not, but I just think there's a conversation maybe that hasn't happened even in California, mm-hmm. you know, that might benefit, expand God's kingdom, open people's hearts to hear and not shut, you know, give yes. them a new way to see who Jesus is and who are these people who follow him? What are they like? You know, they're attractive. I want to follow them. You know, we there is a way, <laughs> there is a heart that can do that. You know, and you find even in this season, you know, I'm I'm kind of blown away by some brothers and sisters that just are so adamant Mm -hmm. against, and it's like, man, these people need Jesus. First of all, they need Jesus, you know? And and you're you're so right. We need to, um, instead of just being so hard-nosed, Mm-hmm. which I can be. I'm probably... You think you well, can I be? I can, and I hate that about myself. I can be, I can be stinky sometimes. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> and, you know, that's, I think that's on the inside. Right. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, man, these, need, these people need Jesus just as much as I need Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's yeah. where we need to start. Yeah. Sharing the love of Jesus. You're in the Word, Max, so you yeah. obviously well, have just, God you know, Bible open. We need to remember that the Bible was written in a culture Yes. far more severe than ours, right? Okay. Okay. I mean. Where are you at? Well, I'm in Ephesians okay. uh, chapter 4. Okay. Um, and verse 29. Uh, right. uh, yeah. And so, you know, again, with the, with the Roman government breathing down your neck and telling you, not only we don't want you to gather, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll kill you if you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the culture in which the church was right. born uh, when it left Jerusalem, right? And so it, it's in that mindset, Paul said, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, mm-hmm. but what is good... F- for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Mm-hmm. So every time we open our mouth, let it be in a way that everybody who hears, hears grace. Everybody who hears, hears mm-hmm. grace, regardless of if they're for us or if they're against us. And then just three or four verses later, let us walk in love as Christ has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sweet sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. Um, yes. you, you know, again, uh, we're not in the situation certain churches are in. The, I, I do think 
that the defiant posture has to only come after every other possibility has been yeah. uh, has been exhausted. Okay, so you're saying you could be pushed into a position, <laughs> but your default switch is going to say, "Let's love people." Let's I, love. I was I was interviewing a pastor not long ago, and he, I think, said it concisely on that particular moment that you know. I'm trying to win these people to mm. Jesus. Yeah. So mm. are they going to be won by mm. us showing love and yeah. being in compliance with this kind of stuff? Um, and is that going to, you know, or am I going to just win an argument with somebody? Yeah. You know, yeah. so, you know, it's, it's, it's not a who's winning. We're, right. we're not in this to win it. Right. We're not yeah. in it to win it. That That's a football slogan. Yeah. We're in it to serve. Yeah. You know, we're, it, this is not a zero-sum game. It, it's not a we win, you lose type mm -hmm. thing. Uh, Christ has already won. Right. Mm -hmm. The victory's already won. Right. We're already on the winning team. So we've already uh, declared that. We're just trying to lure and attract and be as contagious as we can yeah. to help others. Then you are, and I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but... Um, you get us on this topic, <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about you are never alone. You can later. <laughs> She's like, that's the it? last time I'm bringing you on one of these interviews. Oh my God. So, what you seem to be saying without saying it, or what I'm taking away from it, is that there could be something the church wasn't doing that needs to be doing now mm. that this might have been a tool in the hand of God to reshape something going mm. on yeah. or yeah. it wasn't happening that needed to happen. Yes. See, I read something not long ago that, you know, phone calls aren't banned, so mm -hmm. you could still be doing that. You could still give out food. You could mm -hmm. still go find someone sheltering under a bridge somewhere, sure, and bring, sure. mm -hmm. so there's a whole lot of really good Jesus you're, stuff that you're hitting isn't the nail on the head. okay. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, we're making this huge issue over the navel gazing, with all due respect, <laughs> of coming together when we could be looking outside. Mm -hmm. And what if God is shaping us to do something different that wasn't being done in a in a exactly. more okay. Amen. So and instead maybe? of turning the church Amen. upside down, maybe he's turning it right side up. There you go. Yes. There you the go. The way it's supposed I'll, to be. If I had a highlighter, I would highlight that. I'll write that I down think, for you next. <laughs> you know, I think, I think man has planned for a long time. He's been in planning. He's been in meetings. He's been doing this and that. And God is like, wait, I want to do the planning. So he just kind of stops everything. Mm -hmm. And we have to ask him, what are you planning? Mm -hmm. Like, what are your plans? Mm -hmm. You know, for some people, I'm going back to COVID. <laughs> 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 for some people, love to them looks like you wearing a mask. Yes. Yeah. You know, and so can we humble ourselves and wear a mask? I hate the mask. I do. I don't like smelling my own breath. I don't like, I don't like not seeing people smile. Right. Yeah. You know, we just like love seeing our faces, yeah. but um, it might be a sign of love to your neighbor. Mm -hmm. To not offend. To someone. not offend. Yeah, exactly. I, there's, yeah. There's a lot. To oh, think there's about. just so much in there. Well, it's a crazy time. It yeah. is a crazy time. We hope you're enjoying the Praise Podcast. We'll get back to the interview soon.
I, I, I want to say this. Max Licato, you have absolutely blessed the socks off of TBN and oh. us personally, and I think you know that already. Mm. But off of TBN, because of all the Friday night specials you have mm. done so beautifully over the last few months, ever since uh, Good Friday, mm -hmm. you have done a, a couple series right here on TBN, and that has been such an amazing Thank we every Friday night we're all yeah. texting together, Tom and you and Steve and everybody, texting how beautiful those nights are, and they're yeah. just filled with such hope, and such grace and strength for everybody around. So if you need something today, you can just click it on and watch as much as you want of Max Licato, um, sharing just the the goodness of God. That's and very I sweet. love you for that. Thank you, babe. Now I have another have difficult for question for you. <laughs> trying to give us a little a breather. breather here. Thanks, Well, if, if we are collectively uh, unable, and some churches, it's different. You know, I mean, it, sure. the whole country is kind of sweeping through this. and different. But as we're shooting this, uh, it was uh, last Sunday that a judge ordered... Mm -hmm. California churches in the LA County to not even gather. Okay, mm. that happened. That's that's right now thing. Even outdoors, or don't go on the parking lot. Okay, mm. and there was also one we featured in Chicago that the police put up no park temporary no parking zones in blocks around the church, and the threat that we'll find mold in your church and destroy it if you do. Mm. Okay, so there's some pretty serious craziness going on. But if that's happening, and if we are simply meant to serve, then that's God's way of saying, get out into the streets and go visit people in their houses, yes. bring them food, bring them yeah. love. The church is and, like the building. And a lot of people can't go there. A lot of people are spoiling mm -hmm. for a fight in regard to this. Is <laughs> the Lord shaping us in this season? I, I think so. Uh, if the church has a, has a chip on its shoulder and says, okay, we're going to fight this, and those, that kind of posture, um, I don't think that sends the kind of message mm -mm. and serves, you know, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? I think he would find those people who are still lonely. He would get online. He would uh, call people. He would text people. He would feed the hungry people. And if, if at some point we're ever told we can't help hungry, marginalized people, that's a different thing than being told you can't get together in a group mm -hmm. and, and pray and talk. Mm -hmm. Because uh, mm -hmm. I'll find a way to get together in a group mm -hmm. and pray and talk safely. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll go to the city park and we'll stand six feet apart and we'll observe everything that you tell us to observe. We're still going to pray and worship without violating any law. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're there yet. I think there's much the church can do and we can still be the church for a long time before we need to okay, put our fists up. Okay, you touched on something when you, when you, you were the first one to actually open your Bible during this conversation and go to <laughs> Ephesians and you made the point that the Bible was written in a time yeah, that depression. there was yeah. worse pressure from governmental authority mm -hmm. than today. Certainly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the scripture is not void of understanding right. and or context in regard to mm -hmm. a shutdown or a lockdown or yeah. anything. Okay. 
with that in mind, Jesus never picked up arms. Yeah. Right. He, he basically chastised some of the disciples for buying swords. Yeah. You know, some of the disciples thought maybe he was going to go in, flip over the temple tables, <laughs> yeah. and then take over. Yeah. And he would sit on a throne and be Messiah. He had a completely different... Th so what would Jesus do in the midst of the pandemic? <laughs> that's the question. What that, would he do? And that's the only question. That's okay. the only question. Mm -hmm. I've been talking a lot. Do you one of y'all want to take a shot at that well, one before I, I mean, do? Well, I mean, the churches in L.A. who just got this edict, I mean, I think Jesus would make cookies and take them to the mayor and the city council and the police department, and he would honor them. I think he would pray for them. He would speak truth to them because really... They can't shut down the church. Right. They can shut the building down and the parking lot down, but they can't shut down the church. So, you know, I in my thinking and wondering, I would wonder, okay, the building shut down, the parking lot shut down. So, Lord, what are you telling your people? So I think we should ask, Lord, what are you telling us? Mm -hmm. Where would you send us? Like you were there's much to be done, mm -hmm. you know, by the church. And we gather inside our walls and we do wonder. We love gathering and worshiping together. And that's a part of the equipping that he does in our hearts to go out into the world, but not as defiant, you know, arrogant, self-righteous people, but as humble people who want to serve mankind as he did. You're so beautiful. Isn't she great? <laughs> yes. She's super sweet. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay, so here's okay. the scripture. Okay. Do, do you want to be unafraid of authority? Romans 13. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good. That's yes. what he said. Do what is good. good. Mm -hmm. And you will have praise from the same. So here's the mm -hmm. promise. Here's the promise. Do you want to be unafraid of whatever authority is in the context of submit to the government? He says, just go out and do good things. Yeah. Yeah. Go out and do good things. Mm -hmm. And let's see what happens. So, <laughs> Quit so it, Matt. Quit it. So set the stage. Just, Can we get just, back to no, the book? I, I, we will. We will. Never <laughs> alone. This is all good. We're, we're, this but is, this is, this is good stuff. When was Corinthians written? By who? What did he suffer? Kind of, if, if somebody needs to know, we're talking, yeah, there could be somebody watching going, okay, wait a second. These guys at least sound reasonable. What was Paul's you know, context and when was this written? Kind of explain it because it's really a big yeah, point. Yeah. Well, the big idea is that the Bible was written for times like these. Mm -hmm. I think that's a wonderful thought. The Bible well, written was written for in times, in like, times these. like this. Oh, yeah. Good, good yeah. clarification. Mm -hmm. Written in the middle of oppression. Mm -hmm. Written in the middle. There is in the New Testament four epistles we call the prison epistles because the apostle wrote them in prison, yeah. chained to a Roman guard. Uh, probably within earshot of the footsteps of an executioner who could come at any moment uh, taking him to, to be beheaded. So that's, that was the world in which they lived. The world in which they lived was, we're going to worship, but we're going to have to go down in the catacombs. That's why the catacombs in Rome are so famous, mm -hmm. because they went mm -hmm. underground. They couldn't mm -hmm. be public. said, okay, but we're, we're, we're going to find a way mm -hmm. to serve one another and to care for one another. And um, in some of the 
historical study of epidemics. Please forgive me, I'm not an epidemiologist. I'll probably get corrected on this. <laughs> but Christians, because they would serve in the early outbreaks of measles in the second and third centuries, uh, were commended by the government because they were the, or, or by, the, by the emperor, because they were the ones who would still care for the sick when everybody else was just leaving the yeah. sick on the streets to die. Yeah. So they were doing good things. They were doing good things. And they would call this being salt and, and yeah, light. light. Yeah. So I, I, I guess I'm still saying, let's keep doing those good things. Yeah. Let's keep yeah. taking cookies to the courthouse, take, taking food to the poor, mm -hmm. keep loving people, serving people. Uh, in whatever way we find possible, it could come to the point we have to take a firmer stand. Yeah, but I love what you said <laughs> when you said you can't shut down the church. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. The, that's God. That, yeah. That's God's church. You it can't. Is. There's no man that can can do that. Yeah. You know. So let the mm -hmm. church be the church, and you know the the church of Acts. Yeah. Which was that small community. Yeah. In, well, I mean, what was it, yeah. three centuries before we even are sure there was a church building? Right. So, yeah. it's just bad. I it's unfortunate it. yeah. if we can't meet in our buildings, but my goodness, the world was changed yeah. uh, without buildings. Yeah. And I love, you know, uh, Arthur Blessett when, when he was walking across the whole globe with his cross, mm -hmm. the Lord spoke to him one day and he said, Make your vision and make your mission only as big as the next person you see. Mm. And yeah. let that be it, yeah. that just the next person you see. Yeah. That's really good. Have your mission be yeah. that. Okay. And if we all did that, it would change the world. It would. Okay, I have another Bring important it on. thing okay. to say. Bring it on. <laughs> if you, you, I'm going to say that this discussion on a scale to one to 10 on a sweetness scale is about a 10. Pretty much off the chart. Okay? In other words, if you're gonna always act like Jesus, you're gonna love your enemy to the point where you turn the other cheek and mm -hmm. you go the extra mile and the, you know, and so that's what, that's what you're really discussing. If I just take everything that you both said at face value, I'm gonna declare then God is reshaping the church because a lot of the church doesn't look like what you're talking about. It looks like big mass gatherings yeah. of people and they're all inside of an air conditioned building mm -hmm. and God might be making mm -hmm. a statement here. Is that, I mean, I'm reverse deducing that, but you know, you're, you're nodding at me at least, Mac. I, I, I mean, it, 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 Yes. Yes. Okay. This is good for us. Okay. And this is good for us. Yeah. yeah. It's good for us to be decentralized. Is it a butt whipping by the Lord or? A correctional. Yeah. Uh -huh. Butt whipping is, is a, a classic Matt word. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, you say this is all sweet and all this, but you know what? If it's exercised, it's powerful. Yeah. Because it, it, this kind of attitude of humility is only led by the Holy Spirit. Right. So it is full of power, so much power that it changes people and it redirects what they think or what they see or what they think about Christ. So it sounds sweet, but I think it's like mighty yeah. and it's like powerful. It's like I was telling Laurie today how God has taught me, the way he's taught me to battle with him is in Second Chronicles 20 with Jehoshaphat. 
And you know how he says to battle? Praise and worship and prayer. Hmm. Well, that sounds sweet, doesn't it? But that is mighty <laughs> yeah. and that is powerful. And we would rather pick up our swords like you said Peter did, you know, the, cut the guy's ear off. But Jesus went, no, and he healed his ear. So it sounds sweet, but I think it is the kindness. You know, it's the kindness of the Lord that leads people to repentance. Right. So it has to be the kindness of his yeah. people. Yeah that awaken them to him, yeah. to who he is. So, so. good. Isn't she beautiful? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mm -hmm. like doing this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, um, I like uh, the tack that we've taken. We've done a number of these um, conversations, and, and Lori and I have, and... and there, I, I'm picking up some connected pieces to some of the others that are saying uh, a lot of things. And, but what, what ultimately will swing back to is the personalization of this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we might not be in a parking lot and in an air-conditioned church at this season of time. Mm -hmm. Or if we are, there's really weird things going on like, Mm -hmm. distancing inside of the pews and yeah. you know it, it's just just a, a game changer mm -hmm. to to all of our lives but what God might be saying to the church is different than he might be saying to an individual mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and at this point in time we're talking about you mm -hmm. a whosoever you know a person and ultimately this could be a gift COVID and the shutdown could be a gift because what you said earlier is you're never going to cure loneliness with a group of people, mm -hmm. only by your relationship with God. So start the process a little bit, Max, of, of, of winding this up, maybe almost circling back to the mm. beginning because that's what you were kind of declaring early mm -hmm. that if you think being in the middle of a social event is the cure for loneliness, you are wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't mind, I could talk to directly to, to people who are lonely because yeah. there are many, many of you and you're listening in on this conversation and you're thinking, that's pretty interesting, this discussion of civil discourse in a time of religious uh, confusion. But you're really thinking, you know, where is God? Mm -hmm. Where is God? Mm -hmm. Does he care about me? My husband's been diagnosed with COVID. He's in ER. Uh, they're shutting down. More people are being laid off at work, and I think I'm next, or I'm out of work. And I'm like one man told me, I'm sending out 100 resumes a day, and I'm 46 years old, and I've got two kids, and this is no fun, and I'm a successful person, and now I feel like a wimp. I can't provide for my family. And so it's just coming in on you. It's just coming in. I pray, Lord Jesus, have mercy, please, have mercy, please, upon these people who are struggling so deeply. And I would encourage you, be open to the possibility of a spiritual intervention. Just be open to it. There's one of the miracles we talk about in this book about the, 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 the beggar at the pool of Bethesda. And uh, he had been lying in this area where the sick gathered near the pool of Bethesda and he'd been there every day for 39 years maybe 40 
And the first question of Christ to him was, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? I would have thought that question didn't need to be answered, but I'd like to ask you, would you like to get better? Would you like to have a new day, a new opportunity, a new way of looking at life? If so, this is the opportunity. This is the moment for you to say, okay, Lord, I want you to go find a corner, get on your knees, lift up your hands, get out in the backyard, get in the closet, go somewhere and just say, I need help. I need somebody to talk to me. And I believe that Jesus will meet you. He'll hear you. Open your mouth, talk to him, open your Bible, let him talk to you and just be quiet in the presence of the Lord. But please, my last thought to you is don't give in to despair. Don't give in to despair. Allow God to bring you back off the ledge. Despair, you know, turns you, it releases you into that sinkhole and it's hard to get out. Believe that a good God is watching you and caring for you and he's gonna help you get through this. A director who calls action and starts a movie scene determines where the camera goes. And I I find it interesting what happened at the very beginning of this broadcast. I kind of said hello and then Lori jumped in and then Denlin jumped in and and this started out with this kind of um, feel that we were gonna talk about a pandemic in a very unique way. And if I think back over the last 40 something minutes, there is a declaration being made by the Lakatos who are here with us in Western Colorado, that humility is really strength. Mm. Humility is really power. That change really comes Mm. from not winning a conversation, but serving. Mm. And inside of a COVID season, did that come naturally to you both? Uh, Dylan, it did to you. You you started this whole show <laughs> by saying something like, I started to assess what is God saying? Yeah. Okay, Not a lot of people did that. Max, did you or did you have to listen to her? I always listen to Dina. <laughs> okay. I take my cues from my wife. Okay, but did you naturally <laughs> say that inside yourself or did you have to come to that? Mm-hmm. We, that was an early conversation we had last March. Okay. We were both talking about, now what, what's God up to? There's got to be For something happening. For real. Okay, yeah. so that's your natural way to put, start assessing situations. God, what are you saying? Because not a lot of yeah. people said, God, what are you saying? They mm-hmm. said, devil, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Not God, what are mm-hmm. you saying? Right. See, we didn't go there. Okay. We didn't go to the devil. We we believe Jesus is, has all authority Amen. and that we don't understand everything that he does, but he doesn't let anything happen that's not ultimately good for us yeah. as we, to the degree we remain in submission to him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. But so, a lot of bad things happened in yeah, COVID. No yeah. doubt. Okay. So, but you were able to start processing this information of daily briefings at the White House and Dr. Fauci and, you know, all the, you know, we all experienced it all together. I mean, we were just, you know, yeah. having to watch the news to see if we were going to be able to travel this weekend, right. you know, or if there were going to be a travel ban, right. you know, the, not just from Asia or Europe or other places, but even state to state. That was a thing that yeah. was being talked about. For, so we were all watching the news. So yeah. <laughs> you're thinking, man, I don't think I was going, God, what are you saying initially? I just don't think I was doing that. <laughs> And you did that you naturally. Weren't? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. 
Were you, I don't think you were either. She, she probably got mad first, and then you're, so so. What? How do you get someone to start thinking about a season when they lost their job? They're putting out a hundred resumes a day. That's a mm. that's a big jump in yeah. some people's minds, Max. You're going to have to uh, I, I drag someone across you. this finish line. I got you. Yeah. Well, the big word here is sovereignty. Mm. And that's the $2 term the Bible uses to describe the God who not only created the universe, yes. but sustains the universe, yeah. right? Mm. If, if there is no sovereign God, we're all in trouble. Yeah. Got it. You know, right. if mm. there is no sovereign God, we're all weather vanes whipped about by winds of fate yeah. and who knows mm. what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if there is a sovereign God, as the scripture teaches, he is, uh, this, the Bible calls him the blessed controller of all things. I love that phrase. Love that. The blessed controller of all things. Mm -hmm. All things. All things. All things. Even this conversation today that we might have thought was going to go one way, he prompted to go a different way. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't mean everything that's going to come our way is going to be easy. Mm -hmm. But it does mean everything that's come come our way is within the purview of a good and loving God who will take that and use it for good. Yes. Remember, it's not about now and it's not about us. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. all about heaven and it's all about God. So there will be times of testing. He promised that, yeah. but he has overcome the world. And so we're going to trust him, lean into him and say, God, now how can I best respond during this season? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And, <laughs> May I? May I? and um, Maybe I've sounded bold today, but um, I, you know, one of the things I deal with is fear. So I have to go to God's word to help me with that and lead me with that. So early on in this, I went to Psalm 91. Yeah. Mm. You know, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. He will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save me from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. Mm. So I early on just had to go there. Like yep. I had to, like he's our hiding place. Mm. Like I had to go to my hiding place mm. and I had to declare who he is and the promises he makes in Psalm 91, yeah. even the one where he says he'll command angels concerning us to guard us in all our ways and to hold us up in their hands that we not strike our foot against a stone, the COVID virus or mm. fear or despair mm. or suicidal thoughts or, mm. you know, it has to be. So I had to run to him, my mm. strong tower. He will shelter us. Yeah. He will hide us. He'll speak to our hearts and our spirits that need deep things in a hard time. And so we have That's to go to word. him. Yeah. Yeah. We need deep things in a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. Would you pray? I will. Pray for I us. will. Well, Lord, I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. I bless you for the wonderful TBN family uh, to whom we turn so often. Mm -hmm. For strength and blessing, we thank you for the work that uh, TBN does in touching hearts all over the world. No exception, all over the world, we thank you. I thank you for Matt, and I thank you for Laurie. I thank you for the way they put themselves in position, posture every single day of their lives. What work they do, what work they do, Lord, that 99% that of us know nothing about. 
Strengthen and bless them, please, O oh Lord. And we pray for your church today. I pray, Heavenly Father, that those who heard this conversation but disagreed would not take offense, mm -hmm. but we could continue to work together. Mm -hmm. That you would humble your church, that we could be in a posture of Jesus in our country, in, uh, around the world, serving, serving others. Mm -hmm. We do pray for a vaccine, Father. Mm -hmm. We pray for a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. We pray for healing for those who right now are nearing, nearing death. We mm -hmm. pray for your healing touch to be upon them. Mm -hmm. We pray for our president, for our vice president, for all those in positions of authority, for every mayor, every governor who has been placed in a posture of making difficult choices. And we pray for pastors, give all of them strength and wisdom. And we bless you now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. I have a feeling this show is gonna be one of those shows that get watched more than once because <laughs> talked about a lot of stuff uh, in this and we've talked about it in a, in a, in a pretty unique way. Um, you know, I think if, if I'm gonna remember this broadcast, I'm gonna remember a couple of things, the humility statement mm. that is really more power. And then, you know, you just said at some point you went like this, you, you, you shifted in your seat and you kind of did like this and you went, there's a word called sovereignty. Mm. <laughs> so at some point, yeah. what you're really putting the exclamation on this season of COVID is there is a God mm -hmm. and he knew this was coming. Right. Yes. And He's you know, you God. just can't, we can't do anything about that. That's all. Yeah. That's all we can do. There is a Lord in heaven. Yes. Yes. There is a Lord in heaven. That was Isaiah, you know, when, when King Uzziah died, mm. that was devastation to him. Mm -hmm. King Uzziah had been king for 40 years and he wasn't a godly man, but he kept the enemies at bay. All mm -hmm. of a sudden the world was thrown up, his world as he knew it, Isaiah's world was thrown upside down. But he said, I looked into the heavens and there was a God in the, God on the throne. Mm -hmm. So the message from God was he was still on the throne. Mm -hmm. He's on the throne right now. Yes. He's on the throne right now. Yes. And it's not going to be that long before we get to see him in person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's watching over us and yeah. our, our responsibility is to dwell on his love for us. Yeah. Yes. That cures loneliness. Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. That's right. So we can't try to conjure up a love for God. We just dwell on his love for us. Let yes, him love you. And that is, and that's, that's when you're never alone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, we say, let God love you. Let God save you. Let God heal you. Let God help you. And then let God hold you. I mean, it's, it's just, we just mm, let yeah. God do his work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we have more time to do that now. We do. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so, some of us aren't driving into the office. That's much. right. <laughs> let God love you. Okay. You're never alone. Get the book. It's available right now. Just wherever you, his website or, or Amazon or wherever, uh, and join the 140 million club <laughs> of people that have bought his books. Aww. Every one of them are great. <laughs> you, you guys are great. You're never alone. You. Thank, Thank you, Max. You. Thank you, Dinlin. Amazing you. discussion. We'll see you next That's time. Sweet. That's it. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of TBN's Praise Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and consider leaving a review. We look forward to having you join us back here next week.